What's up, squad? Welcome to the Wednesday stream. I see all the usual suspects in the chat. Thanks for joining in. Got a lot to talk about tonight, so I'm not going to blab too much in this introduction. On deck, we got some news about the Vax lately. Uh, Red Cross not taking... or What are they doing? They are basically saying that they can't guarantee that if you get blood from the Red Cross that it's going to be either unvaccinated or vaccinated blood. There might be vaccinated blood tainting what you thought was unvaxed blood. It's, it's really weird. Um, and some other vax stories coming out too we'll take a look at. Some Biden crime family news. Hunter Biden's lawyers are trying to say that uh, it wasn't photos of cocaine on Hunter Biden's iPhone. It was sawdust. Nothing to see here. Hunter Biden just has a massive sawdust addiction, apparently. Yes, it's freaking sawdust. Last time I checked, I didn't know Hunter Biden was a, a professional carpenter. Also, Nikki Haley, Trump. Looks like Trump might be doing some rallies in New York, in the Bronx. Dude, that'd be badass. And also, uh, more rumors of Trump's vice president pick he floated some names out there some names that are making some people scratch their heads but i think that are awesome so we'll take a look at those names some stuff on immigration some stuff on ai too google's the new netflix my friends because google's ai chatbot is trying to turn all the white people black black facing everybody that's racist that's racist <laughs> so Google's the new Netflix. Um, and then we'll finish up with a few other stories too. A lot to, lot to work through. So let's go ahead and dive into it. American Red Cross faces scrutiny as it requires COVID vaccine recipients to call hotline to see if they're still eligible for blood donation. What is going on here? DC Drano posted on Twitter, the American Red Cross is now asking blood donors if they've ever received the COVID shot. If you answer yes, they want you to call ahead to see if you're still eligible. But I thought the vaccine was safe and effective. Yeah, safe and effective. That's not just one lie. That's two. Vaccine's not safe, nor is it effective. I guess it depends on what context you're talking about its efficacy with. To say vaccines are effective at preventing disease, not really. But if you're a globalist Illuminati shill, you could say, oh yeah, vaccines are sure effective at culling the human herd. But okay, there's that in the Red Cross. And then we got Steven Crowder coming out doing his, uh, Crowder's been on his Project Veritas arc recently, doing a lot of undercover investigation, which is awesome though. He's been doing some good stuff and just adding to what James O'Keefe already does, the more the merrier. Let's see. Crowder had an undercover journalist, I guess, call the Red Cross? And the Red Cross official told the undercover journalist they do not separate donated blood based on COVID vaccination status. Admits that unvaccinated recipients can unwittingly receive blood from vaccinated donors. This is just a minute and a half long clip. I have not listened to it yet. Let's play it situations where you're you may be in a car accident or something you need blood right away 
there is a possibility that you'll be getting vaccinated blood. And is there any way for like my patients to know if they were getting, you know, vaccinated blood or? There isn't any way the blood isn't separated, depend, you know, depending on if you're vaccinated or not, it's not separated. The only way that they can get it um, blood that's not vaccinated is if they donate for themselves or if they have a family member that's willing to donate for them. Do you guys like track that? track vaccinated versus unvaxxed? Yeah, like ending up to the patient? Um, no. Um, so some people have, you know, had the vaccine two years ago and are still experiencing some type of symptoms. So that's why we specifically ask regarding that one. Like, for instance, I've had one donor before call in, um, and after she received the vaccine, uh, her doctor was able to, to find that she had a direct correlation to ringing in the ears. Um, afterwards, and so we see that as a symptom. So anything abnormal, and it still proceeds to this day. So she essentially wasn't eligible to donate. So that's why we have to ask, just because of any type of symptom, it's not necessarily limited just fever or nausea or anything of that sort. That's actually fairly surprising that the Red Cross person admitted, oh, person had ringing in the ears after getting the vaccine, and the doctor was able to directly link it. So, okay. Here's the thing, even before COVID was ever a thing, before COVID vaccines were a thing, we were transfusing vaccinated blood all the time, and a lot of people just didn't put two and two together and were adamant against it, or had a problem with it, really. And how many people's blood out there, even before COVID vaccines, were just full of chemical heavy metal horse shit, right? Tons of unhealthy people out there, so... Alright, this should have been on the minds of people years ago. But, now we have all the mRNA jabs. And Red Cross says, oh, we don't know, we just put it all in the boiling pot and stir that cauldron of blood, unvaxxed and vaxxed blood, and who knows what you get. Yeah, for real. There's gonna be a hell of a market for unvaxxed blood these days. Isn't there some apps and websites coming out as well um, to help with this issue for people to find other unvaxxed people? And Well, I've seen some dating apps, but I'm talking about specifically health or medically oriented apps where if you're trying to find unvaxxed blood, then you got a database right there. If that's not already a thing, it should be a thing. But for real, these days, I mean, shoot, just carry around some of your own freaking blood with you. Who knows? I don't know. Might sound like a paranoid idea, but might actually sound like a damn good idea. I can't stand giving blood, though. But maybe I need to sack up and do it. (laughs) Yeah, man. Crazy times we're living in. Crazy freaking times. All of the tainted genes out there from shit, fluoride vaccines, GMO foods. What the hell has gone on to our genome? How how healthy could we be if we didn't have all this crap? What kind of powers could we have? And then this study went pretty viral over the past couple of days. Largest COVID vaccine study ever. Fines shots are linked to a small increase 
in risk of neurological blood and heart disorders, but they are still extremely rare. Okay, headline. Even though the COVID vaccines, at least according to this study, doubled the risk uh, risk of Guillain-Barre, 3.7 times higher risk of brain swelling. But it's still extremely rare. It's still extremely rare. Okay, who did this study? Who did this study? Yale. Well, yeah, of course they're going to run that headline then. Still extremely rare. Nothing to see here. Jedi mind tricks. We got a Yale doctor doing this. And most people getting reactions to the vaccines, they don't even realize they are. They don't put two and two together because they've been so brainwashed to think the vaccines are safe and effective. And oh, my heart pain, my chest pain, or my ringing in the ears, or whatever the case, that can't be linked to my vaccine. It's, I, it's, it's, not, it's something else. So a lot of reactions don't go reported. And the ones that do go reported, person mentions it to the doctor. Doctor says, eh, nothing to see here. You shouldn't be linking it to the vaccine. Here, take another one. So I highly question this study. I question all studies, as we all should. Because just because a scientific study said a thing doesn't mean the scientists did an honest or thorough study. And there could have been some motive behind it. All right. There's that. And one more thing on the vaccines. Looks like the United Kingdom is developing a new method to count excess deaths following shocking numbers post-COVID vaccines. So stats are coming out of the UK. Excess deaths are up a staggering 22% among 1 to 14-year-olds. Especially over the last two years. Two, two and a half years. Up a lot. So because of these statistics becoming publicly known, looks like a UK lady, the he- uh, Julie from the Health Analysis and Pandemic Insight Group out of the UK, uh, announced last week that they are coming up with a new method to calculate excess deaths in the UK. Blah, blah, blah. Of course they are. Big frickin' surprise. Fudge the statistics again, just like you guys did with COVID. That's right. Oh, and you've seen all the Disease X propaganda coming out recently, too. Disease X. Disease X. Better not try that shit again. But if they do try that shit again, it would actually be freaking hilarious. I tell you what. All right, Biden crime family. Joe Biden's brother, Jimmy, James Biden, testified today in closed-door hearings on Capitol Hill, claimed that he had no role in his businesses, in uh, Joe Biden's businesses. But there's plenty of evidence to the contrary. And here's his statement here you can find published. Yada, 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 yada. Just reading from a script. 
Good job. Uh, Hunter Biden's sawdust addiction. Buying eight balls of sawdust, I presume. Which I don't know, man, with wood prices these days, them eight balls of sawdust, they're running just as much as eight balls of crack cocaine. Let's see. So, what happened was, last week, the Department of Justice, uh, Special Counsel Dave Weiss, they published photos from Hunter Biden's iPhone. And in one of these photos, it showed that gun, the, what was it, like a Colt 38 Special or something? It was the gun that Hunter Biden's family member, Haley Biden, dumped in the dumpster behind that grocery store in Delaware. You, you know that whole story. One of the one of the many reasons Hunter Biden is getting scrutinized for that gun that he dumped in the dumpster. But I guess there was a photo of that gun on Hunter Biden's iPhone. And on the holster of the gun, there was this white powder. Doesn't take a genius to put two and two together to presume that that was crack on the holster of the gun. Which is why Hunter Biden's lawyers went into a shit fit and put out a statement saying the photo on Hunter Biden's iPhone was not cocaine on the gun holster. No, it was sawdust. Yes, sawdust. Hunter Biden, not only creating artistic masterpieces in his spare time that somehow sell for $500,000, but he's also taken up carpentry, apparently. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever I saw some wood... Whenever I bust my chainsaw out, I absolutely stay strapped. Keep my gun on me. And, ah, shit, that sawdust just gets all over it. And then how do I clean it? I don't know. I just sniff that shit. Ah. Woo. That sawdust really gets you going. Man. It's It's the pure Colombian sawdust. That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. Lawyers. Shit. I know there's some good lawyers out there. If I got any lawyers listening to this stream right now, I do hope you're one of the good ones. But, man, there are some absolutely skeezy lawyer bastards out there. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. And a couple of them are uh, representing Hunter Biden right now. That's not cocaine, that's just sawdust. What an odd thing to say. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On to Marussia. We got some Democrats going on CNN here, shilling the Russia line again. It's our, it's our third Russia's the boogeyman election. Look at this guy. Dan Goldman is his name. Those eyes, bro. Oh, my God. That's the kind of dude that goes home and kicks his dog when he had a bad day. Probably hits his wife, too. Or his boyfriend. Or his wife's boyfriend. Uh, what, what does he have to say about Marussia? 
not only is there no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden, but it now appears as if the House Republican majority is being used by Russia to interfere in the 2024 election on behalf of Donald Trump. If they continue with this investigation, they are simply doing the work of Vladimir Putin to help Donald Trump win an election in November. I only saw him blink twice. In this 26-second clip, he blinked twice. Yo, those are some crazy eyes. Clearly. <gasps> He's doing the work of Putin! The Republican majority is being used by Russia to interfere in the election! And then we got good old Jamie Raskin. Oh, where does Durag go? I liked him in his Durag. He looked so hip. What's he saying? This is all part of a propaganda and disinformation campaign by Russia attempting to help Donald Trump. And, you know, when we point out the very clear contours of this story, our colleagues just start chanting Russia hoax, Russia hoax. Well, what's the hoax? Is it the uh, the brutal invasion of Ukraine and the tens of thousands of Ukrainians who've died or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of Russians who've died? Is it the death of Navalny that's the hoax? What exactly is the hoax they're talking about? Because um, it seems to me that the most well, likely hoax is really Donald Trump, who's been manipulated uh, by Putin for a long time or is certainly in love with Vladimir Putin. Isn't this the... What lady is this? Who's this crazy lady with all that makeup on her face? Yo, who painted her eyebrows too? Oh my God. Those layoffs hitting CNN hard. They must have uh, laid off their makeup department. Now the anchors got to do it themselves. Dude, Navalny. Oh, this Navalny line. Ah, I hate it. Dude, if Putin really wanted to kill Navalny, he would have done it with some plausible deniability. It would have been so easy for them to create some jail brawl in the prison and then make it look like Navalny got shanked by a prisoner and that his death was just a fluke in some jail brawl. I mean, there's like a thousand ways Putin could have killed Navalny without making it look like Putin killed Navalny. So the fact that Navalny died... And they're making it look like Putin killed Navalny. CIA, bro. CIA. 100%. CIA. Why are you gay? Uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Good God. <laughs> and Ukraine. Turns out, I guess a week or two back, there was a group of senators that flew to... Hungary, because NATO, NATO is still trying to expand, still trying to expand, like, no, no wonder Russia feels threatened, look at this map, this is a map of NATO's expansion since 1950, first you had, like, a handful of countries in Western Europe and Northern Europe, 
way far away from Russia, and then come the 1990s, pretty much all of Europe joined. NATO expanded right to the border of Russia. Ukraine's desperate to get in on the, the NATO action. And uh, surprisingly, Sweden is not in NATO. Bummer to see Norway in there. My people. I guess the Vikings do like to uh, conquest. But the Swedes are not in NATO, surprisingly. I thought they would be. So there's been this attempt recently not only to try to get Ukraine into NATO, but to get Sweden into NATO. And there's been some votes on it. Hungary has been delaying the vote on Sweden. I guess it has to be a unanimous vote by all NATO members if they're going to add a new country or add a new member. Hungary has been denying it for like a year and a half. So a bunch of U.S. senators flew over to Hungary to try to beg or pressure Hungary to admit Sweden into NATO. And all the Hungarian politicians... They didn't give a shit. They didn't give a shit. They didn't even meet with the U.S. senators. So, uh, bummer. Too bad. Can't wait for Trump to win and stop funding NATO. And stop funding everybody. All right. Nikki Clinton. Or, uh, Nikki Haley. Or, uh, Hillary Haley. They're uh refused to drop out of the race, so she made a she made a big announcement yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Big announcement. Everybody thought she was going to announce dropping out, but her announcement was an announcement of her not dropping out. I wish Michael was here today, and I wish our children. And I could see him tonight, but we can't. <laughs> He's serving on the other side of the world, where conflict is the norm, where terrorists hide among the innocent, where Iran's terrorist proxies are now attacking American troops. Oh my God. I've never seen such crocodile tears. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Conflict is the norm. <laughs> Bomb everybody so I can get paid. She refused to drop out of the presidential race and started to cry. So, <laughs> oh man. She must be uh, masochistic. That's for damn sure. She just loves getting screwed. Doesn't she? Doesn't she? It's Nikki. So she just loves losing. I guess. Okay. A loss to her must be a win. If you if you love losing, then you never lose because a loss is a win and you're always a winner. That's a good mindset. Good mindset right there. And look who is the latest endorsement for Nikki Clinton. Michael Morell, CIA director under Obama. 
Michael Morrell been donating to Nikki Haley, of all people. This guy, so Michael Morrell, he's not, he's not one of the more popular names of CIA directors. You know, John Brennan, people like that, far more popular. Michael Hayden, those shills. But Michael Morrell, this dude... He was the organizer of that letter that was released in October 2020. So, what day was it? October 15th, 2020, was when the New York Post ran the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Four days later, October 19th, that letter was released. I think Politico was the first one to report on it. Of course, it was Politico. Um... 51 former spies, keyword former, air quotes, 51 former spies say that Hunter Biden's laptop is Russia disinformation. Remember that letter? Remember that letter? I know you remember that letter. This guy put that letter together. This was the guy, Michael Morrell. He got all his buddies, James Clapper, John Brennan, Michael Hayden. Who else was on that list? Leon Panetta. Leon Panetta was on it too. Michael Morrell was our our CIA bro that put that put that letter together. So he's a straight swamp. Endorsing Nikki. Good job. Good job. All right, on to our favorite judge in America. I am so sorry to show you this picture, but blame Gateway Pundit for making this the headline photo. Look at them little nippies. Look at them little nippies. Judge Engeron accused of banging his secretary of opposing counsel in his previous case. This guy don't care. This guy don't care. He gon' he gon' bang the opposition lawyer. Probably sent her some nudies. Can't say I'm surprised, since this guy is fucking all of America right now. (laughs) I just can't. I can't get over this friggin' weirdo, man. (laughs) Uh, Good God. What is it with these lawyers and judges just banging everybody? Fanny Willis! Come on, buddy. Come on, prosecutor bro. Let's go hang out in my cabin and I'll get you a cushy job prosecuting Trump. All right, that's enough of his nipples. I'm sorry. In honor of President's Day. In honor of President's Day, there was this poll released. Oh, what was it? 
historians and scholars. That is the new, um, those are words that mean jack shit, just like expert. Ha! <laughs> I'm a scholar. Yes. Hmm. Historians and scholars came out with a list ranking the best to worst presidents. And uh, looky here. Of course, they ranked Trump 45th. Last. Dead last. They ranked Trump dead last. They ranked Joe Biden number 14. 14th best president ever. Joe Biden. Obama. Seventh best president ever. Who did this? The Presidential Greatness Project. Expert survey. Holy shit. Did they call it an expert survey? Oh, a new poll of experts. They even called themselves experts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they ranked Bill Clinton number 12. Holy shit. What did they say about Biden? These experts said President Biden's inaugural inclusion in the Presidential Greatness Project rankings finds him in the top third of presidents, ranked number 14. Scholars, oh God, they're calling themselves scholars too. Scholars often emphasize stability of norms in assessing presidential greatness. So Joe Biden, serving after a tumultuous Trump administration, entered the survey on a high note. Uh, first of all, our norms are trash. So I thank somebody like Mr. Orange Man Bad for coming in and shocking the system a little bit. A lot of those norms are garbage. And please tell me, um, what is normal about Joe Biden's administration? What is normal about the uh, mass gender bullshit being pushed everywhere, right? Fake titties on the White House lawn, bunch of trannies. Doing TikTok videos in the Oval Office. What What's normal about that again? What's normal about allowing... What's the number up to now of illegal immigrants that have crossed over the last three years? Ten, what is it? I don't even know what the number's at. I'm going to have to look that up. Millions. Millions. Tens of millions, even. What's normal? What's normal? Presidential Greatness Project Survey. Yes, yes. Where were these guys from? University of Houston and Coastal Carolina University. Okay. So we're talking about the most obscure universities that nobody gives a shit about. And these are political science professors. Stay irrelevant, clowns. All right. Trump names Tim Scott. We're talking about Trump's VP picks. He dropped some names in a uh, town hall event hosted by Fox News' Laura Ingram. 
All right, all right, all right. His short list now includes Tim Scott. I guess Tim Scott's his top contender. And check out this list of names that's also on it. We got Byron Donalds and Christy Nome. Understandable. But we also got Tulsi Gabbard. Trump name-dropping Tulsi Gabbard on his short list for VP. Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis. Whoa. To me, that is more evidence to support the idea that Trump and Ron DeSantis were working together the whole time. I've floated this theory a few times over the months, and I'm still I'm still fairly confident in that theory that Ron DeSantis's campaign was just a show to expose fake MAGA and rhinos. And I think Vivek was also working with Team Trump the whole time as well. Vivek was basically his like surrogate on the debate stage. Constantly supporting Trump and iterating MAGA talking points. Yeah, right? I don't think Vivek was ever running for president. Chat just said uh, Vivek was running for VP anyway. Comment in the chat there. I agree, right? Vivek wasn't running for president. He was running for VP. Trying to uh, butter up the Trump. Ron DeSantis, Vivek, Tulsi Gabbard. I don't care. I think all these names are awesome. There's still people out there that think Ron DeSantis and Vivek are deep state scum. But, you know, I think those folks just take everything at face value. I got a lot of comments on Twitter last night. I posted on Twitter that I thought Ron DeSantis would be an awesome choice. And, uh... I got a lot of flack in the comments. People still thinking Ron DeSantis was deep state or Vivek is new world order infiltrator or something like that. And I'm like, you guys, stop taking everything at face value. You gotta, you gotta take that critical thinking a little deeper. Um, I, I think Tulsi Gabbard would be a sweet choice too. That'd be a good, uh, crossover choice. And, uh, a good choice for the younger generation too, like the millennial crowd. Chat says, Carrie Lake has to be the choice for so many reasons. I would love Carrie Lake as the VP choice, but, 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 uh, we do need the Senate to be under America First control. For once Trump gets in, we need the Senate to get locked down. And Carrie Lake's running for senator right now. I frankly would, I frankly would prefer Carrie Lake as senator, getting that uh, Arizona senator slot. So, yeah, Dan Scavino for VP. <laughs> Hell yeah, General Flynn for VP. I'd like that choice. I would also like General Flynn for head of the CIA or head of the DOD. But, you know, 
Let's go. Tulsi Gabbard's based. Vivek Ron. I don't care. I like all these names. We'll see. We'll see in a few months who he picks. And also, Trump confirming upcoming rally in the Bronx, yo. Frickin' Bronx. And he's gonna rent out Madison Square Garden for another rally. He's taking it to New York. He's gonna rile up all them New Yorkers after this horseshit lawsuit going on. All right, check it out. So, we had a Newsmax anchor go to the Bronx a couple of months ago. So this is, uh, what's her name? Kara Castronova. <clears throat> she actually went to the Bronx in December. I want to play this clip. Let's get some, uh, she did some people on the street interviews with people in the Bronx. This is what the, the Bronxonians had to say. President Trump came here to the South Bronx. Would you attend the rally? Of course. I would want to meet Trump. I want to shake his hand. He's the only president that I see that can ever make America great again. He's capable of doing that. I would love to go to a rally with Donald Trump come. Because I'm a big Donald Trump supporter. And I will support him 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely we're going to show him love. We're going to show him a lot of love. And, you know, like they do in other states. We definitely need to see Trump here. There's nothing but love for Donald Trump here in the South Bronx, the North Bronx, the East Bronx, and the West Bronx. So, you tell we me... Want, we want Trump to come back. Please, bro. Biden, get out of here, bro. I will come to the rally and support Trump. Because the Bronx need a change. And we need somebody that's really going to help this community. I would definitely come to a Trump rally in the South Bronx. I like him. You do? Yes. Yes, I will come to a rally if President Trump was to come to the Bronx. And I also would bring other people to come to and support him. Would Joe Biden get a warm reception if he came to the Bronx? No, he wouldn't have. And I'll make sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting for Newsmax in the South Bronx, New York, I'm Cap. Freaking Bronx, yo. <laughs> this is awesome. I'd love to see a Trump rally in the Bronx. Be badass. Let's go. In Madison Square Garden. Also, on to Harlem now. Harlem residents express anger betrayal over the migrant crisis. They snuck them in with no transparency. I guess Mayor Adams of New York was, was trying to move migrants into an apartment complex in Harlem. And then a bunch of people in Harlem came out and protested. Let's go! The African-Americans rising up against their Democrat overlords, realizing that they're just, they're just getting used and abused by the Democrats. Nice. Let's go Harlem. Hopefully New York gets its shit together, because New York is a mess. Absolute mess. And uh, finishing up, we're going to rapid fire through these last articles, get to some Q&A here. Tucker Carlson doing episode number 76 of his Tucker on Twitter series with Julian Assange's wife. Quick 17-minute uh, video there. I have yet to view it, but he just uploaded this a couple hours ago, so I'll watch it after the stream here. James O'Keefe. Putting out some bombs over the past couple of days. 
Uh, he's going after a, let's see, Universalist Church of Tucson, Arizona. Because I guess this church was taking money to basically traffic migrants. Is that what's going on? Am I reading that right? Yeah. A Mexican man in their camp offered 300 bucks to traffic their undercover journalist to Phoenix. So this church in Tucson's uh, trying to get money to traffic people. Big money in it, I guess. And then James O'Keefe's big bombshell today was this undercover video with an IRS uh, agent? Official? IRS official Alex Mena, who works in the Criminal Investigations Division. And he says the IRS has no problem going after small people, putting people in prison, and destroying people's lives. He even doubts the constitutionality of his own employer, the IRS. Or, or excuse me, the IRS's actions of using AI to access everybody's bank accounts nationwide. Alex Mena recalls IRS agents stating, the first person you shoot, you're going to remember, but after that, you're going to shoot like 100 people. You're not going to remember any of them. He says, IRS agents are assholes. They're the definition of an asshole, all of them. Uh, so, I've yet to watch this whole video too, but got it bookmarked. Be watching that one tonight. On to Google. Google is the new Netflix. Why do I say that? Because Google is blackfacing everybody making the white people black. So this is their AI chatbot called Gemini that Google released about a year ago. And there's a bunch of users who are querying this Gemini chatbot to make images, giving it text to make an image out of. And pretty much all of the prompts are just making black people. User asked to create an image of a pope Chatbot says, sure, here's an image of a pope. Do, do, do. I mean, usually popes are white Caucasian males, so there's your popes, I guess. Uh, create an image of a medieval knight. The Google AI chatbot basically created images of like a bunch of Mongolians. Uh, here's the best one here. Generate an image of a Viking. AI chatbot. Sure, here is an image of a Viking. Bro, you got like Genghis Khan down there. And, uh, Longfoot Whispering Cow, Native American over here. Black lady. Do those look like Vikings to you guys? Okay, at least it put a Viking longboat in the picture, but um, uh, from what I remember, Vikings are pretty white. I mean, I'm, I'm half Norwegian. My ancestors came from Norway, and I can confirm they were whiter than sour cream. So... That's kind of weird. Those don't look like Vikings to me. 
I think Google even put out a statement today apologizing for this. For their racist, the racist chatbot. That's racist. Everything woke turns to shit. I did not know that my ancestors were black until Google's Gemini told me. Wow. Do I get an N-word pass? Can I use it with the hard R? And one more thing on AI. Uh, OpenAI teases their new Sora program in its new text-to-video AI model. So this is not publicly available yet, but it is open for a select few users. I think they're beta testing it right now. But uh, it's actually fairly... I don't know what emotion I want to use here. It's kind of fascinating. It can be scary depending on how it's used. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. Weird. Okay, let's use that neutral term. So here's some examples of the videos that this, all you have to do is prompt it with some text. And this Sora program can create some fairly realistic images. Like, this is really grainy footage because my internet right now, but these are AI videos. The dogs, the, like all of these are AI. And they are pretty darn realistic. So two golden retrievers podcasting on top of a mountain. That was the prompt used and this is the video we got. I mean, it's actually impressive. The fur, the texture of the fur, you even get the AI putting in a breeze and moving the fur. Um, what was this prompt? Some woolly mammoth prompt. Now, it's not perfect, of course. If you look closely, you'll see a few issues with the way the physics works and some objects in the videos. And this AI program still has a problem with hands. One of the teaser videos that they released with this, um, let's see if I can get a, here, this one. I was checking out this one of the like birthday party here and this old lady blowing out the candles. So all of the flames on the candles were going a different way. It couldn't get the breeze right. So all the candles were like a different way. And then hands. AI has always had a problem with making hands and feet. Uh, the hands are all messed up in this video. So it's not perfect. You can definitely see some problems in some of these videos, but others, are quite realistic, which, you know, there, there's a lot of things to take away from this. Number one, I can't wait to make some AI videos of Joe Biden, but on a more serious note, as we head toward election, there's going to be just tons of deep fake shit out there. But I could also see this being used 
in a very helpful way. I mean, AI is just a tool. You can use the tool for evil purposes or good, helpful purposes. I mean, if I needed some B-roll footage for a video, a commercial, a documentary, that is gangster. I'm not going to have to pay a bunch of money to license some stock footage anymore. I'm not going to have to pay out the ass to license stock footage. I could just go to this AI program, pay a buck, and bink, there's a pretty good-looking video. I mean, this is going to revolutionize the whole licensing game of footage. Which is actually, um, I mean, bad news for the uh, videographers out there who make money licensing their footage, but good news for filmmakers and producers who are on a budget, who are trying to just get some B-roll. And uh, I could see myself using this, producing some commercials or doc footage or B-roll or whatever the case. I'm kind of excited to use it. But it's also going to be quite a mess online trying to verify truth from fiction once this gets released to the public so anyway those are some thoughts on it um chat says copyright issues though is it uses models in the public domain i don't think so i think it creates uh, new people or like people who don't exist sort of people I don't know I don't know about that copyright thing. I think I think this would be I mean you're probably going to have to pay a couple bucks per video you output. Kind of like the AI image generators, you pay 5 bucks for so many credits and then use the credits to create the AI images. So that's for like the good programs. Yeah, there's cheap free programs I think out there, but they just don't work that well. For the good text-to-image AI programs, you gotta pay, but it's minimal. And actually, I've used I've used a AI image generator for some marketing material for my supplement brand, and it's uh it works pretty well actually. You know, it is super helpful, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than going to stock footage website paying. 60, 80, 100 bucks a month for story blocks or some stock footage website. So, anyway, this could be something used for good, this could be something used for bad. On to immigration. Let's talk uh, talk about our Wong from Hong Kong. Our Hong Kong Wong in San Francisco. They swore in a non-U.S. citizen, a Hong Kong immigrant, Kelly Wong. Hong Kong Wong is now the San Francisco Elections Commission D- director, overseer, whatever her title is. She now heads the Election Commission in San Francisco. Wong is believed to be the first non-citizen appointed to the commission. And funny enough, this is only, what, like a month? Two months after Xi Jinping 
visited San Francisco. Pretty crazy timing there. But there you go, Hong Kong Wong. Gotta make sure she ain't no CCP spy. Did they? Did they background check her? I don't know. <laughs> if you think San Francisco didn't suck enough, now non-US citizens are running elections in San Francisco. Maybe she knows, uh, does she know, maybe she knows Eric Swalwell's honeypot CCP spy, what was her name, Fang Fang? Maybe Fang Fang and Wang Wang are sisters. Now over to Michigan. Michigan tries to convince residents to pick up immigrants at the airport, help them find housing and jobs. That is not a joke. That was a statement put out by the Labor and Economic Opportunity uh, Group office in Michigan. They're calling it the Welcome Corps. You guys want to join the Welcome Corps? Global Michigan encourages Michiganders. Is that what they call people from Michigan? Michi Michiganders? Michiganites? Michigonians? I don't freaking know. Global Michigan encourages Michiganders to sponsor refugees resettled through the expanded Welcome Corps. Pick them up from the airport. Go get them a job. Hey, I got an idea. I got this idea from a old white boomer liberal lady in Boston. We should just house them we should house these illegal immigrants and have them make our dinner for us and do our laundry no it's not slavery it's called inclusion motherfucker <laughs> pardon my french but i gotta drop an f-bomb every now and again I, I allow myself one per live stream so i can still keep the pg-13 rating The Welcome Corps. Inclusion. Who freaking Ray? All right. A few more things. Dr. Phil on Joe Rogan calling out the child transgender care, gender affirming care BS nonsense. Go Dr. Phil. I don't know much about Dr. Phil, but at least this is a W. It's interesting they choose words like uh, gender affirming care. You know, that's, that's interesting that they call it that, but really what they're talking about is hormonal therapy or sex reassignment surgery on children. And in fairness, the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Endocrine Society, or whatever the exact name of that is, all of the major medical associations have signed off on this, Joe. They've signed off on it. And I have never seen those organizations sign off on anything with less information as to whether or not it does long-term harm of anything in my life. And when I, when I ask about that, when I bring that up, then they immediately label you as transphobic. And I, I thought that the deal was first do no harm. And all of the European countries, you know, Sweden, Norway, they, they've all stopped doing it because they say, we cannot say in good conscience that this does no harm. 
because it does harm. If 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 you look at the long-term consequences, if someone changes their mind at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, um, they can't decide which pajamas they want to wear at night. And their reason for doing it is it stops this drive for suicide, that there's a suicide epidemic. It doesn't fix that. It doesn't fix all the comorbid issues that come along with feeling like they're in the wrong body. Ah, oh no, facts and logic. Ah, ah. Why are you gay? Oh no, I'm melting from the facts. Did you guys see this? Trans-identifying male... God, this shit's confusing. Trans woman. Is it a woman or a man? Trans male. I don't know. God. Anyway, I I presume it's a dude. There's a dude playing girls basketball in Massachusetts, I believe. Um, Just destroying the chicks. Injuring like three of them in in one game. In one half of this basketball game. Guy player, man, male, dude, wiener, wiener person. No bonus hole with this individual. They got to hang down. Injured three girls before halftime, causing the uh, school to forfeit. The coach forfeit, didn't want any more players injured. And then check out this freaking statement from the school. School says, Charter School supports decision to forfeit the game with KIPP Academy. We support the coach's decision, blah, blah, blah. The players feared getting injured and not being able to compete in the playoffs. In an effort to maintain safety for his team, he decided to forfeit. Charter School supports this decision and reiterates its values of both inclusivity and safety for all students. No, dude. You don't include dudes in women's leagues. If you have a man that goes trans woman or a woman that goes trans man, doesn't matter. You either put them in the dudes league or give them their own trans league. Because at any point, they had more testosterone flowing through their body, whether it was natural from birth or they started taking testosterone pills. That means they get an unfair advantage over the women, so just put them in the dudes' leagues. Or give them their own transgender sports leagues. I'm 100% for that. We should have guys' leagues, women's leagues, transgender sports leagues, all on their own. So it doesn't matter if you go female to male or male to female. If you want to play sports, you're in the trans leagues. Good luck. Boom, you're included. You get your own freaking league. Wow, amazing. Talk about inclusion. That's what we need. I think that would solve this problem. Fairness, equity, ha ha. 
Then on to the Kansas City Super Bowl parade shooting. Two adults were charged, but the authorities are still not naming the two juveniles that were charged and arrested last week. Um, okay. I wonder what people like Kyle Rittenhouse and Nicholas Sandman and that kid that painted his face to go to the Kansas City football game, I'll say about that. The media sure didn't give a shit naming them in articles, but, ah, oh, geez, these two juveniles won't get named or shown. Wonder why? Wonder why? And then lastly here, holy crap, this flight from San Francisco to Boston on Monday had to divert and make an emergency landing in Denver because look at that wing, yo. That thing is falling apart. Tell you what, next time I fly on any jet, I'm doing my own damn inspection of the thing. I'm gonna be walking around, up and down the aisle, checking out both wings, making sure all the little buttons work. I'm gonna do my own inspection. Look up in the cockpit, make sure there's no diversity hires on the plane. Oh, it's a boomer flying it. Thank God. Old white guy. Um, Let's see. Wings good. Fuel level. Tap, tap. Our infrastructure is aging. Especially planes. A lot of these planes, how long have they been in service for? Ugh. Scary stuff. It's scary. Let's bring in the tunes. I will divert my attention towards the chat. Got some shout-outs real quick. Some tips came in. Thank you, Porpoiseful. For sending a dollar over, then sending two more dollars over. Thanks, friend. I didn't see any rumble rants come in. All right, that's it. Chat says you're not flying yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about it because every day there's how many thousands and thousands of flights that happen. and I'm more scared about some of the cars I see on the road that are all rusted and broke and dented and driving's far more dangerous than flying. But... Still. With all them diversity hires, you know how that turns out. Planned obsolescence. For sure, yeah, that's always been a thing, but far more prominent these days. Accidents are on the rise. 
You gonna go see Trump at Madison Square Garden? Nice. You're only gonna have to wait in line for like 12 hours, but be fun. Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law's car fell into a pond. I heard about that. She was in Texas, and I guess she was driving a Tesla that somehow went backwards. From what I hear, I just came across this minute and a half long video describing the story that was going viral on social media. I didn't look into it. I just watched that quick video of some lady explaining the story. So, supposedly, but Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law goes backwards into a pond. Did she die? Reason number 8,504 that I'm not driving an electric vehicle and I will not be anytime soon. Would that have like, I guess it depends on the size of the pond, but if it's a fairly small pond, and you drive an electric vehicle into it, would that have like the toaster in the bathtub effect? I like this comment. Aviation is not inherently dangerous, but it is terribly unforgiving of any Carelessness, incapacity, or neglect. Indeed. Agree with that. Chat says you got a hybrid. Love the miles per gallon, but feel now like an idiot for falling for the bait. Well, if you buy a hybrid purely for gas mileage, that's fine. And a hybrid is different than all electric vehicle, big difference. Oh, I would love to have some better miles per gallon than my freaking heavy ass tank gets now, but I don't want to deal with batteries. Okay, Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law broke her neck and drowned from the report you saw. That makes no sense. You're not gonna be going fast backwards into a pond. And how do you break your neck backwards? Break your neck? Suspicious.
And that would be Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law, so... That's what, his wife's sister? And what... What does Mitch McConnell's wife do? Isn't she... What company is she on again? Isn't she on the board of... That's right, Elaine Chow! Elaine Chow! company she on the board of uh, this is too much research for me right now help me out chat if you remember what's up deaf Jeff you're not deaf how are you listening to me? I don't have closed captions on my videos. Full stop on AI. Yeah. It's probably advanced enough, right? Just gotta, just gotta get it in the right hands. And obviously a lot of wrong hands are using AI right now for real creepy shit. Chat says it's getting real spicy out there lately. Yeah, it is. A lot going on. <gasps> lot, <clears throat> lot going on. Every day, dozens of different notable stories. I mean, it's one thing to have a new story come out, but it's like, eh, it's kind of boring. It's not that big, but every day it's a lot. AI sucks bigly. Depends on who you are. I've talked to some people who are using AI to just massively improve their productivity for their business or at their work. So, AI can suck. It can also be super helpful. Just depends. Depends on who's using it and how they're using it. If you are Taylor Swift, AI is a bummer. Yeah, right. Although if you are that creepy mofo that created a OnlyFans account using purely AI generated uh, images. <laughs> Shit. That guy's making some bank, though. But he's uh, 
appealing to the frickin' degeneracy and poor single incel men. Why use AI if product already good, no lie needed? Um, I know programmers who are using AI to build code. And it's not like they're lying or it's helping them make product better, so. Oh, thanks, friend. You like the uh, short videos on YouTube? Yeah, you guys, I am on... Uh, play that song again <clears throat> I've been messing around on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube it's been fun let me show you I'm trying to get to my channels what Yeah, so I've just been making one or two short videos a day, having some fun, messing around. So if you want to uh, follow on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, I've been posting some uh, short videos. Get a few thousand views on some of them. They're doing okay. The algorithm just bones me sometimes though. Like look at this, 300 views, 500 views, but then I get a video, 50,000 views, 34 views. It's so weird how the algorithms work on these platforms. I mean, the way, there's, there's one reason AI sucks balls, because it'll track your words and if you say if you say wrong think words, then the algorithm will shut you down. But yeah, like look at this. Thousand views on this video. I got 2,000 on this one. 145 on this one. But then 7,000 on that one. But then 100, 180, 90, 3,000, 16. It's so weird. But I'm fighting. The link in the box doesn't work to my YouTube channel. Oh, thank you, Debbie. I will fix that. Shorts are great to forward, yeah. Pretty fun to edit too. I have some fun messing around editing those uh, short videos. And I'm getting it down to where it only takes me 10 to 15 minutes. So I'm gonna shoot for uploading one, two, maybe three a day. Back on the front lines. 
Melindy, now a monthly supporter. Thank you, Melindy. Appreciate that. Now you get a fancy rumble badge, I presume. Debbie says, need to think about uploading them, the short videos to Telegram for people to watch. Some of them I do, but you know, each platform's a little bit different. So the user base on Telegram is a very, how would I describe it? Telegram is a very up to the minute platform. So by the time I can sit down, record one of these short videos, edit it and get it ready for uploading, whatever I'm talking about is usually already uh, like half a day old, which in Telegram time is ancient. Telegram is a very fast, it's a very fast feed. And uh, some of the shorts that I produce, if it's more evergreen content, which evergreen content means it's not time specific, so it's relevant, it'll, it, it was relevant a week ago, it'll be relevant in six months, a year. Evergreen content just means it's relevant whenever. Um, Telegram is a very news-oriented platform, so news is not evergreen content. It's relevant for a little bit, and then something else comes along, right? So Telegram is just its own mon monster. Each platform is its own unique sort of base, demographic. Um, so some, some of them I do upload to Telegram, but not all of them. I find that on platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, kind of the mainstream big techie ones, you can upload a video about a new subject that came out a day or two, even three days ago, and it's still relevant. People on those platforms aren't as cued in, if you understand what I mean. So if it comes, but but like Telegram and, and Twitter is this way as well. They're so fast that you really have to stay current, as current as you can. Um, so anyway. Yeah, if you guys have a feed freezing right now, I think that's Rumble. I'm not getting any drop frames from OBS. I think I had a few from like halfway through this stream, but if you're freezing right now, it's probably Rumble. I don't think it's me. I appreciate that, Debbie. Still, people like to hear your opinion about things. You'd still get it out. I appreciate that. And yeah, I'm, I'm getting my workflow dialed in. I've really been working hard on it over the past probably month, couple of months even. Just reworking what I'm doing on each of the platforms and trying to figure out my workflow where I can stay consistent on all of them. And uh, 
had to had to nuke a troll real quick there. So I, I'm getting I'm getting all my workflow down to a point where I'm comfortable with now. I'm about there, and uh, you know, being able to create one piece of content but upload it on two, three, four, five platforms. So anyway, I'm just kind of unloading on you guys right now. What's up, Enoch? I'm invited to come camping with you in Michigan in July with all the Michiganders. Are we gonna bring some immigrants with us? Are you my welcome core, Enoch? <laughs> you were probably missing, I was talking about that like 20 minutes ago. You probably weren't here, but when's that, July? How far is that from me? That's probably like a thousand miles from me. Be a long road trip. Be fun though, where'd he go? I would like to go camping up in that little sliver of Michigan. It's right under Canada. They're like separate little sliver triangle thing. Melindy, Rumble Rant. You truly wish that messaging in the culture war and political arenas could be steered away from such blatant religious tones toward a more specific values-based language and ideals. How do we do this? Whoo! I gotta say, I agree. I gotta say, I agree. That's a damn good question. How do we do that? Um, I think you bring up a great point in just keeping it specific to values and morality away from any label attached to it. Because, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a conservative, but I'm quite conservative leaning on many issues. There's some issues I'm more quote unquote progressive on. Like I think marijuana should be legalized. It's stupid to have it illegal, but the ways in which many of these liberal states are legalizing marijuana, I think is um, not being done very well. Anyway, that's another conversation, but you know, there's a few things that I don't necessarily agree with, with the conservative side of the spectrum, but many issues I'm more conservative with, but when it comes to talking about say, the gender issue. You could talk about it in a way that doesn't bring religion into the picture. Just using logic, logic and reason and common sense. It's kind of fucked up for these kids to be messing with their genders and doing all this shit so young and all. Uh, I don't know. That's a good, that's a really good um, question. And I do agree because, you know, all this super hyper, and I specify hyper fundamentalistness, fundamentalism. Um, creates a lot of separation. It does. More division. It's kind of like a cult. It's a cult-like thinking mentality. 
you're going to hell because you don't believe what I believe about God. Mindset like that. Um, I'm going to ponder that. I'm going to ponder that question, Melindy. I'll get back to you with an answer. Maybe in video format. Chat says you got a doco coming out about ganja legalization. Yeah, it's real weird to me. These pro-freedom people. Freedom! Freedom! But if you dare touch that plant that grows in the ground, we're going to put you in jail. But we're conservatives! Freedom! Republicans! Yeah. Also with uh, mushrooms, too. Psilocybin. Ah, it's demonic. Ah, keep it illegal. Throw you in jail. It's a mushroom. It's growing out of that cow turd in the ground there. It's a long, complicated conversation about that all, but... Thank you, Melindy. Thanks for the response. You had me on the back burner for several years. Refreshing takes. Glad you got more exposure. Appreciate that. What's up, Jojo? Who's inspiring my work ethic? I guess myself. I just kind of... I, I came from a family who... had a strong work ethic. Instilled it, you know? I just get bored if I'm not progressing in something. So I just can't, I can't sit there and watch mindless TV, at least in the middle of the day. I don't mind watching some TV late at night after I do a bunch of stuff, but usually it's, I'd fall asleep after a half an hour. But when I wake up, as soon as I wake up, it's pretty much go time. Otherwise, I get antsy. I get antsy if I'm not working on something. Whether it's exercise, working on my body, or whether it's working on some shit around the house, or whether it's working on video work or, compu or the computer, Substack article or something, I just get like anxious. Okay, guys, I'm going to head out. Good chat. Um, didn't mean to be here this long, but good convo going on. You guys are great. Appreciate you tuning in. I'll be back on Friday. Um, I don't think this Friday will be a clickbait of the week. I'm going to hold off on doing another one of those till probably next week. One of my streams next week will do a clickbait show, but Friday is going to be... Normal stream, normal time, normal place. I'll be here. 
on time <clears throat> this time. <clears throat> Thanks for tuning in, guys. I will see you on, well, 